Hi, good evening. It's 8 o'clock in Yerushalayim. And we're going to learn a little bit about the Parsha Balak. What interests us especially are the characters of the two leading uh, personalities in the Parsha Balak and Bil'am. Balak is uh, a regular sort of bad guy who wants to do in B'nai Yisrael. And realizing that he doesn't have the power to do it on his own, he enlists the aid and support of Bil'am. Now, Bil'am is a bad guy, but he's also a true prophet. And that's where we get a little bit stymied. How could such a bad guy be a true prophet of God? I know that there are attempts to answer this question in Chazal, but for me, the question remains a question. How could it be? How could it be that Bil'am, the prophet to the Goyim, would be a major performer in this story, in this parasha? Now, we know that he was really and truly a bad guy. Because at the end of the parasha, he suggests after failing to curse the Jews, to say things about them that were terrible, after he only was able to respond in God's language about the quality of B'nai Yisrael, he makes a suggestion to Balak, and he says, send in the girls. Let them entice the Jews away from God and in the direction of Avodah of idolatry. Imagine that. The man who is trying to, and, and he was successful. He's successful. The girls were successful. The, the people were not able to maintain the standard that they were being asked to maintain. He almost caused the complete destruction of Am Yisrael, and he was, in fact, in cahoots with Balak, who does not come off quite as badly as Bilam, but he was a partner in everything that Bilam did. In fact, he directed him. He directed him. Bilam starts off the story by saying, I can only go with you to, to his to Balak's uh, messengers. I'll only go with you if God agrees. I can't do anything against what God wants. And then he goes against what God wants. Not only, and then he, he, he is trapped by heaven and forced to say things that only a true prophet, a prophet of Israel would say, the most famous line Matovu Ohalecha Yaakov, which sounds like uh, something that Bilam would never have wanted to say, and something that Balak would never have sent him to say. So you have this difficult, difficult topic. Who was Balak and who was Bilam? And I can't answer that question tonight in its entirety, but we can look at a Gemara which might give us some ad advanced understanding of this 
problem. The Gemara is in Brachot of Yud Bet Amud Bet, and it's on the sheet. If you have a sheet, it's right there at the top. If you don't have a sheet, you could look at the Gemara. If you have a Gemara. If you don't have a Gemara, you could memorize Basechet Brachot, and then you'll know it without a doubt. And if you don't think you could do that, make sure you get a sheet for the next year. So, Daf Yud Bet, Basechet Brachot, Daf Yud Bet Amud Bet, this is what it says. I'm reading from the sheet. I'm reading from the sheet. Omar Aviyabau ben Zutriti. An Emora. Omar Rabbi Yehuda bar Zvida. Two traditions about the following statement, which in the Gemara, traditions are very important in the Gemara. Bikshulik voa parashat balak bekriyat shema. This is something that was for years so hard for me to understand. Bikshu likboa parashat balak. Parashat balak is our parasha this week. What we're going to learn here in Shul, if we go to Shul. Parashat balak bekriyachma. What, is, what does that mean? What do you mean? Bikshu likboa parashat parasha in there. I mean, I mean, what does it mean? What, what did they want to do? Bikshu Likbo means somebody wanted to change things. And the way they wanted to change things was, was Likbo Parashat Balak Bikriyat Shema. So you know there's a mitzvah in the Torah to say Kriyat Shema every day. Uh, we say Kriyat Shema twice a day. But there's a mitzvah to say it. When you go to sleep and when you get up in the morning. There's a special mitzvah to say it. So what is the mitzvah? What is it that I'm supposed to say? Well, I think it, you're supposed to say that one pasuk. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. That's what you're supposed to say. That's what you're supposed to say. Now, Chazal, understood, or the people who were in charge of Tvilot, the Tanaim that came after the Churban Beit HaMikdash, they were in charge of finalizing davening. And the two major uh, Tvilot that they addressed themselves to was were Kriyachma and Shmona Ezra. So we're talking now about uh, and you can see, everybody could see, that if the mitzvah was to say one pasuk, there'd been a lot of add-ons. Well, I'll just remind ourselves of the add-ons to Kriyat Shema. There's a paragraph. This is the first paragraph after the pasuk. says, There's a kind of a clarification. Hashem Echad but the mitzvah is Rahabta Yoh, it could be that that paragraph is also part of the Doraita. Well, it could be. Let's say it is. Let's say it is. It doesn't doesn't really matter because once it becomes formalized as part of what we are supposed to say, so it's like a Doraita. It is a Doraita, it's like a Doraita, it doesn't really matter. So the the paragraph started with the words that paragraph 
is the first add-on to the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael, which, uh, uh, which meant that the Kiyum HaMitzvah, to perform the mitzvah properly, you have to not only think about Hashem Echad, but you also have to think about Rahavta, the Shevelokecha. The next paragraph is a longer paragraph, but it's a paragraph which is about Sacharva Onesh. About Sacharva Onesh. If you're good, it'll rain. If you're bad, it won't rain. Right? That's like a world that we live in. We live in a world of Sacharva Onesh. The third paragraph is the parashah tzitzit, which discusses the fact that you have to wear tzitzit, men have to wear tzitzit. And that means that you have to always be aware of the fact that we're under the authority of taryag mitzvot. Right? Tzitzit somehow equals taryag mitzvot, and that's what we're talking about. So you say, what was added on to the mitzvah of of Shema, Vahavta, right? Vahavta, Sechar Onesh, reward and punishment, and the third thing that was added on was the, was Tzitzit, representing all the mitzvot of the Torah. So Chazal understood that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema B'Shach Becha Becha in order to fulfill that mitzvah, say it, say it properly. You have to also be able to think about these topics that are part of my faith in Hashem Echad. I believe Hashem Echad. Now, what does that mean? I mean, after all, Echad, oneness, is something that I don't experience in my everyday life. I have a table, so it's I could have two tables that look exactly the same. There's there's nothing that I deal with that represents oneness. So what is it that gives me the confidence that Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Echad? What gives me the confidence that I know that? So. Chachamim said, first of all, v'ahavta Hashem lokecha. What is v'ahavta? You love God. You know that that there was a, an active principle that Chazal used, and that was that what we do is done back at us. There's a midah keneged midah. There's a tit for tat in the way the world was created. And I know I know that I can love God because I know God loves me in the sense that good things happen to Am Yisrael, some bad things, but mostly good things happen to Am Yisrael. That's the first thing I know. Secondly, I know that the world is a world of Sachar Onesh. A world of Sachar Onesh means if I do good, then I'll profit from it. And if I do bad, I will be punished by it. And the third thing I know about God is that God's will is expressed in the Tariyag mitzvot, in all of the mitzvot. So Chazal decided, Chazal decided, that's what they, that's what they decided, that 
a person to fulfill the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema, to be able to, with confidence, say to himself and to all those around him, Hashem Echad, what is it that he has to think about that will bring him to that to that state? It's it's Miriam. It's over there in the printer. I'm sorry. Again, the Chachamim thought, the Chachamim thought that in order for you to be able to say that impossible statement, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, because we have no way of actualizing the Hashem Echad part of that sentence. I mean, we don't know. We don't have that kind of knowledge about God. Hashem Echad. So the Chachamim said, that what you have to do is think about Ava, the love that we have for God, that there's potential, like there's a certain kind of knowing through Ava. I know something. I can love, I can't love something that's totally different than I am, that is not connected to me, that doesn't have any kind of uh, relationship to me. The second thing I know about Hashem Echad is that he created a world of Sachar Va'onesh. Vayan Tishmeu, continue, Bechara'af, etc. That God runs the world Sachar Va'onesh, reward and punishment. We know that. We see it. We've thought about it. It's something that we can grasp, that our minds can grasp. The third thing that we know is that God made the world a world of mitzvot. Mitzvot are entry level to understanding who God might be, what God wants of us. It's all in the mitzvot if you could just understand them clearly. If you could understand them clearly. And so we see, so we see, this is what the point that I was trying to make, is that Chazal had to decide, in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Kriyat Shema, in order to be able to say Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, which is actually impossible, it's impossible to say, it doesn't mean anything to me, I don't know what Hashem Echad means. So Chazal, in a kind of interpretive mode, said, you have to add on. You have to add on Vahavta, Vayayim Shamoa, and the Mitzvah Tzitzit. Because those three paragraphs, those three paragraphs enable me, enable me to understand what Hashem Echad might be. That's, that's what gets me. That's what get it, get it to me. So, let's look at the Gemara again. The Emoraim say, Assuming that Parashat Balak means the entirety of the Parashat Balak, assuming that, 
what they wanted you to do when you daven every morning, and when you say Kriyat Shema every evening, they want you to also sit down and say the whole parsha of Balak. Because the parsha of Balak sets of them, the Gemara doesn't say what it is exactly, but the parsha of Balak will, will, will continue in a moment, but the parsha of Balak says something which clarifies the Hashem Echad. So that's the pshat in the Gemara. The Gemara says the Emoroim told the following story that uh, when they organized the davening, and they added on these paragraphs to the to the to the kiyum, to the actual actuality of saying kriyatma, and they said no, to say kriyatma you have to have interpretation. These paragraphs are also Torah Shabbat, They're also in the Torah. But they are, in fact, interpretations of Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And another good interpretation would be Parshat Balak. So to understand what the Hava meaning was, what it was that the Chachomim were talking about that we're going to include Parshat Balak means, I guess, after these three paragraphs, after Tzitzit, you just have the Parshat Balak every day, every morning, every evening, saying Balak. The parish of Balak. So, what is it in Balak that made the parish of Balak a candidate as an add-on to Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad? That's the that's the question of Parshanut. But the Gemara does relate to that to a certain extent. So the Gemara asks the other question: If they wanted to. Well, why didn't they? Why didn't they just tell everybody to say the parsha of Balak every day, morning and night, when they said Kriyat Shema? Mishum Torah Tzibur. Torah Tzibur means it would have been oppressive for the entirety of the congregation to sit there and say all of the parsha of Balak. Okay? So they didn't do it. But the Gemara now asked the question, my Tama. My Tama. So what is it about the parsha of Balak that is so impressive that the Chachamim wanted to put it into Kriyachma? Make it part of Kriyachma. Maybe it's because Maybe it's because of that puzzle. And God took them out of Mitzrayim. That's what Bilam said. So you see the two psukim, right? You see by Yikra, Perakutet, Pasuklamit Vav, it says, Mos Neitzedek, Vav Neitzedek. You should have weights that are honest. Vehin Sedek, Yelachem, Ani Hashem Elokechem, Ashoseti, Chem Eres Mitzrayim. So if you wanted a, a Pasuk that mentioned Yitziat Mitzrayim, here's a Pasuk that mentioned Yitziat Mitzrayim, and the, the source that follows that is about Neshech and Tarbit. That you shouldn't take. You shouldn't take interest of money that you lo- loaned. 
right, the, uh, the Pasuk Lamed Chet, the last Pasuk of this trilogy, Ani Hashem Elokechem Asher Tzaiti Etchem Eretz Mitzrayim Vatayit Lechem Eretz Kenan Yot Lechem Leluhim So, so it was, you have to explain it this way. What does Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim have to do with Shema Yisrael? Well, Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim tells you Yitzhiyat Mitzrayim tells you that God rules the world that God can do anything in the world. So that that is part of understanding, that's part of understanding what God is for us, what God is for us. So back to the Gemara. If you look at the Gemara, it says, Maybe it's because Bilam said, we know that God is the one who took them out of Mitzrayim, meaning that God controls the world. And that's why you want to put in the parish of, Bal- of Balak? So you say, okay, but that's, why, why quote a hundred psukim when, you, when there are other psukim in the Torah that mention Yitziat Mitzrayim? Right, the, the, second, uh, the second line Lema parashat revit. We'll talk about usury. Uparashat bishkolo, honest weights. Dichtibon yitziat misraim. They also mentioned yitziat misraim. And that would only be one puzzle, or three psukim at most. And here you say we should quote the entirety of parashat balak. Okay. Ela omar rabbi yosi bar abin. So it's not because of Yitziat Mitzrayim. So Rabbi Yossi Bar Avin says, Mishum Ba High Crow, because the following posok is found, is found there. Kara Shachav Kari Uchlevi Miyiki Beno. Right, there's Kara Shachav, right, there's a time of Shiva, Kari like a lion. And he rises up like a like a young lion. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe in the parish of Balak, there's an actual reference to Kriyachma. This is what are they doing when they bow down or they 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 get up? That's B'day Yisrael. She says, well, it must be Kriyachma. Maybe that maybe that's what it is. The Lema. So if that's the case, then they should have added on to Kriyachwa just that pasuk. Why do, why does the why does it say Balak? What do you need the whole parsha for? What do you need the whole parsha for? In other words, there is this tradition that is represented in the Gemara that besides the three paragraphs that we have as an addition to Shmona Ezrei, there should have been a fourth, either a pasuk or a paragraph, that would tell me that God was responsible for Yitziat Mitzrayim, because that tells me something essential about God, and that essential thing is that God controls the universe that, was, that God created. That's what we learn from that pasuk. So Chachamim says, put that pasuk. Put that pasuk. Why'd they say parsha? The Gemara asks. Right? We're too low. 
Gemire, Gemire, we learned. Kol parashad paska Moshe Rabbeinu paskinon the lo pasak Moshe Rabbeinu lo paskinon. So there's some kind of a problem that we had about taking a pasuk out of context and only using part of the pasuk or part of the the section. So we don't want to do that. We still haven't the answer of the of what the parsha of Balak would have been good for. Okay, the next line in the Gemara, Parshat Uha. So why put in the parsha of Tzitzit at all? It's not about Shema. It's not about Hashem Echad. It's not about God's dominion in the world. Omar Rabbi Yehuda Bar Chaviva, but Neshi Chamisha Divarim. The parsha of Tzitzit, the third parsha in Kriyat Shema, has five topics. Mitzvah Tzitzit, Yitziat Mitzrayim, right? first the mitzvah of Tzitzit, uh, the exodus from Mitzrayim, all mitzvot, the fact that mitzvot are difficult, it's difficult to be a mitzvah doer without minim, that minim, the opinion of those who defile, defile the Torah, hirhura thinking about transgression, vihirhur, Abu Dazara. So the Mary then goes on and says, Vishloma Hani Tlat Mifarshan. Three of them are clearly stated, three of the five. O Mitzvot, the Chivar Itimoto, Uzharta Mikol Mitzvot, Tzitzit, the Chivar Tulem Tzitzit, the Gomer, Yisiat Bitraim, the Chativa Shotzeti, the Gomer, Ela, Dat, Minim, the Hero Avera, where the where do these all of these other three things come from? The Tanya, Achrei Levavchem Zo Minus, the Chenu Omer Amar Naval Belibo Eid Elohim, Achrei Nechem Zehirhur Averajin Emar, Vayom Eshimshon Elaviv Otokachli Kihi Yisera Beidai, Atem Zo Nim. Okay, the second part of the, the these lines in the Gemara indicate that uh, the mitzvah of tzitzit is not only about tzitzit, but it's about all the major chiyuvim obligations and transgressions that are connected that are connected to the Torah. So I don't know if we have an answer from the Gemara. The Gemara says that P, that Chazal wanted to wanted to do something and they decided not to do it. Right? The Gemara says, why did they decide not to do it? Is it because it was too much of a burden? It would make too much of a burden for Bnei Yisrael to say the parish of Balak every time they said Kriyashma. So Chazal decided not to not to do it. But if I was looking for a reason. To include the Parsha Balak. Right, so I told you that the Parsha Balak is actually the end of the Parsha, is a little bit of an embarrassment. Because Bilam, even though he could not he could not curse the Jews, he could not act against God's will. 
in spite of the fact that he tried. But at the end, he advised Balak to send the young girls to seduce the men of Yisrael and direct them towards Abu Dazarah, towards, towards idolatry. And that, I don't think, was what the Chazal wanted to include. That's not what they were talking about. But what they were talking about, what the Chazal were talking about, was the fact that you can't prophesy against God. You just can't. It, it just doesn't work. And so the parish of Balak tells us something about the connection between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and B'nai Yisrael. And that is that that connection, that connection is always positive. It doesn't mean that good things always happen to the Jewish people. There is, after all, the notion of sechava onash, of reward and punishment. Punishment is usually something that is difficult to bear. But the Chachamim, the Chachamim said, it's a limit. God's connection to B'nai Yisrael is permanent after a certain uh, limit is, is passed. That limit is an attempt to convince God to deny his connection to B'nai Yisrael. Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad Hashem Echad means God's promise is always there. God's connection is always there. It doesn't matter how bad things are and how much punishment we deserve. The relationship is never torn asunder. And that's what Chazal meant to say. They said, do you want to know what Hashem Echad is? You really have to learn the parish of Balak. And that idea doesn't change because they decided not to put the Pasha of Balak into Kriyachma. Okay, they didn't do it for a technical reason. They said it was too difficult, too difficult to say, too many words, too many sections, too many ideas. But the idea, the proper definition of Hashem Echad includes the Pasha of Balak, at least until the, the end, the disgraceful part of the Pasha. The idea that the parish of Balak explains something about Hashem Echad, but how we are supposed to look at it, how we're supposed to act with Hashem Echad. All of that, all of that is true. It stays. I mean, it's true also that the parish of Balak was not included. But okay, but it could have been included. And so when we learn the parasha, when you learn the parasha of Balak, now you're coming you know, you're up at Shabbos. There's always something for everybody to learn. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for why the Chachamim wanted to include the parasha of Balak in Kriyat Shema. There's a, there's a section of the, of the Svat Emet. We'll learn a little bit of it. I'm reading. Amru Chazal, he quotes the Gaul Gemara, Bikshuli Kvoa, Parashat Balak, the Kriyachma, 
That's what the Gemara says. Bishum dichtiv hein amkila v'yekum. Because there is that pasuk about the lion getting up and going down. Pirusho, pirusho adoni morius keni. Right, you know the Svasemes is talking about his grandfather. Ki ikar shivchan shel bnei Yisrael shehem miuchadim rak laavodat haborei yitbarak. The grandfather said that bnei Yisrael have this special affinity. To serve God, it is, it's not something that anybody can do, but it's something that Bnei Yisrael have an affinity for. Lachain bekumo miyad chotef hamitzvah bekumo miyad. He gets up, and from the hands of the the, the one who grabs onto the mitzvah, the korei kriyatshma. The Ratsu Chazal Likboa Zot Be Yisrael Sheye Ikarta Halichatam Olam Rakla Avodata Borei. They wanted to make sure that we understood that. That our inclination, the way we are built, the way we are, is to do Avodata Borei, service of the Lord, which means the mitzvot. Shalzeb Nivru, that's why we were created. Kemoshikatuvam Zu. Yatsarti. This is the Amzu Yatsarti. Uh, and there's a possible for, for Bar Mitzvah. Amzu Yatsarti. That's when you become a real person. Uve emu, uve emet inyan amram zrizim maftimim le mitzvot. That's what they said, that people who are uh, able to, who are, who are facile, they they get up early and they do mitzvot. That's early in the morning. So according to the Swatamat, according to the Swatamat, every person every person has this inclination that Avraham Avinu had. You remember Akadish Baruch who said Go and sacrifice your son. At least that's what it sounded like. And then the, the Torah says, We came Avram Baboker. That Avram Avinu got up early and saddled his own donkey or horse or whatever it was. Right? In order, in order to fulfill the mitzvah more with greater energy, with greater hope, that's what Avram Avinu was supposed to do. And that's who we are. That's who we are. That's what the Hashem Echad doesn't only mean, according to the, uh, doesn't only mean that God created the world or has dominion over the world, but that God created the DNA of the world, the way we are, the inclinations that we have. And the way we are is the way of Avraham Avinu, that the Ovos somehow adjusted the DNA in a particular way. According to the Ovos, getting up early in the morning to do a mitzvah, or doing the, the mitzvah early in the evening, if it's a mitzvah that you do at night, was something that was ingrained in us. That's how we are. And that's what you learn again from the parasha of, of Balak, that in the end of the days, Bilam was not 
a proper representative of God. He was not able to give that idea over, over to others. And because he was unable to give that idea over to, over to others, he failed. He failed. He was only able to succeed in something that had to do with Kashmir. And his success was also temporary. It was also temporary because eventually he was, his, uh, his curses became blessings. And even the, the women who seduced the men of Israel were in turn uh, punished. And the people of Israel who followed that way were also punished. So you see, you see that uh, as uh, the, what the add-on of the Svata Met is, that there is some kind of uh, some kind of internal mechanism that maintains Am Yisrael separate, different from the other nations of the world. And what they are a what they do is they have an inclination. It goes on later on and talks about an inclination to kedusha. It's not that. If you do a lot of mitzvahs, that you achieve the level of kedusha, but the kedusha is something that comes from within you, and then it becomes part of you, and that's what the. Uh, so if we started off asking, what did Chazal think? Why did they want to put the parsha Balak into Shmona Esrei? So we understand. Why the Chachamim added Parshiot to Shmona Esrei, and we also understand that within the notions of learning about God and what God Hashem Echad means, those Parshiot were instructed. Furthermore, we could say that the Parsha of Balak would have been similarly instructive. But Chazal did not want to um, burden us with an extra parasha as long as the parasha of Balak. Have a wonderful Shabbat. All the best. Be well. Oh. Oh. What happened? Goya. Oh, you're going to